0: camp sports podcast fellow wildcats my name is brody dryden and i'll be your host this evening as my guest sam singh gives his analysis on all things u of a sports this week uh sam was in the production booth for us at camp student radio um this past weekend when we broadcast the cal game so thank you so much for that sam Uh, but overall impressions you were watching from the studio what'd you think of the game sam
1: you know uh, I'm a Cal fan. I grew up a Cal fan. Uh, my parents went there. My sisters went there. So, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of Cal football growing up. And this was pretty much the definition of a Cal football game right here. Uh, they seem to hype you up and let you down right away from the visiting team. And, uh, you know, I didn't really know how this game would go in terms of scoring. I thought it would be more of an offensive game compared to a defensive. Uh, but it seemed like that the defense really just came alive, uh, especially in that second half. Um, And Colin Schooler, like I was talking about in my show, uh, I think he is really becoming kind of this Scooby Wright, uh, undervalued, kind of chip on the shoulder type of player. Um, So I was really excited to see that type of player emerge from this game um, because it was a spotlight game. Obviously, Cal's a very reputable school. um, So whenever you get a good game against a team like that, you're going to get some national attention. So I was very happy with the way it went. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. So Khalil Tate had one touchdown, one interception threw for 141 yards went 15 for 25. You know, not the greatest game a quarterback could have, but obviously the Wildcats got the win. So, despite Khalil's underwhelming overall season so far, do you see this game kind of trending, showing him as you know, coming back or is he still on that same trend that he's uh, been at all season?
1: You know, uh you know, when Khalil Tate came to the scene in Arizona uh, in 2017, the games that really put him on the map were when he used his legs uh, and when he rushed for over 200 yards and would get multiple touchdowns in a game um, because we hadn't really seen a quarterback like that in college football in a long time. Um, and I think what was cool about Khalil Tate was that he was kind of coming up through the Arizona system and finally had his shot um, because the new Solomon transferred Brandon Dawkins transferred. Um, There was a lot of guys that were here and left, and now is kind of Khalil's time to rise up. So I think we're still waiting on that 200-yard performance. I still think it's there. I still think it's possible. Um, Because, you know, when when you only get 140-something yards and a touchdown and a pick, it's a very average game on paper. Um, But I don't think this was a game on paper. I think that this was a game that Arizona played – Uh, kind of just in character on the field. Um, So I don't think it really showed much from Khalil compared to the rest of the team. But, you know, he did hit Tony Ellison with a great touchdown. Uh, That was right early in the game. Um, So I like that production. So I still think we have more to see from Khalil overall.
0: All right, so awesome. Staying on Khalil Tate, he's had that nagging ankle injury. Um, You know, obviously overwhelming, like we mentioned before. Um, but, you know, we have such a smart receiving core. You know, e- even though he can't run, he's a quarterback. He's got to have the strong arm. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's more of like a maybe coaching thing? Is there anything to uh,
1: put on Kevin Sumlin or uh, the coaching staff on uh, this sort of thing? You know, I think that uh, good college football teams use creativity. Um, I think that they think of ways that coaches have never really tried to go before. Um, I think that's what good college football good college football coaches do. And I think what Kevin Sumlin has to do, he has to go outside the box because we're kind of at this dilemma right now where you have a good quarterback in in Khalil Tate. But if you're not utilizing him for what Khalil Tate should be doing, he's not going to be playing. Uh, at the beginning of the season, he tweeted out, Khalil tweeted out, he didn't come to Arizona to run the triple option. And, you know, they're not. <laughs> but what Kevin Sumlin hashtag new era is doing it's not really working um they're trying to throw it too much teams are keying in on the pass um you know we do have these three great receivers and that's something arizona hasn't really had in a long time but if you want to use your receivers you got to establish the run game first um and i think that comes from using jj taylor but also using khalil Tate with his feet more uh design more run plays for him make play actions out Because that's where you kind of throw the defense off. So I think they got to do more creative stuff like that. All right. So Arizona
0: basketball has been back in the news, getting some recruiting in. Sean Miller has uh, been putting his boots down, putting in the work. Um, Got Mannion, got Josh Green. Samuel, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, Sean Miller getting these top recruits back? in um, the Arizona basketball system?
1: You know, I'm, I'm a huge Arizona basketball fan. I love part 60% of the reason I came to the school was because of the established basketball program here. I really needed something with sports. Um, so first I'll talk about 2018 because I think that's a year that people are forgetting, and that's this year. Um, obviously last year in 2017 the scandal news broke with DeAndre coming in the news and Sean Miller coming in the news um, and Javon Quinterly coming up with player four and all those crazy little things and the technicalities with that. Um, we had two recruits uh, that went away and that was Javon Quinterly and Sharif O'Neal. And Sharif O'Neal need, now needs heart open heart surgery. He'll be out for the year. And Javon Quinterly is now in Villanova Um, so I think that we had a huge chip on our shoulder because we were just randomly thrown into this news. And when you get guys, um, we were recruiting Brandon Williams for a long time and he was, he was committed, he decommitted, and then we got him back. Um, and he was a top 40 player in the country. So that's for this year. He comes into an Arizona team that is, um, youthful and young. Uh, They still got guys from their freshman year, from last year, like Brandon Rudolph. Ira Lee obviously has the DUI, but they'll be dealing with that coming in the season. Uh, Alex Barcelo. um, And then they got guys, Justin Coleman from Sanford University, who's huge, huge acquisition. Four-year player undergrad at Sanford. He's a complete leader. um, And he's going to be what Parker Jackson Carwright was, but better for this team. Uh, he knows how to play basketball in a good university and a good division. Um, so he comes in with one-year playing ability, just like uh, Pitt transfer Ryan Luther. He's a 6'9", uh, power forward. I think he's going to make impact kind of like Ryan Anderson did a few years ago. Um, so these guys, it's I'm calling this a transition year. It's not a, a ring-chasing year, but it's a year where we're going to have a couple guys probably go to the draft, definitely going to have guys that stay until their junior year, And then coming into next year, I think the 2019 season, if it's anything, if it wasn't with DeAndre Ayton, it has to be with the best backcourt that AAU history has ever seen and that is Josh Green and Nico Mannion. And I think with them, they bring in some sort of new dynamic and electricity that I hope Arizona hasn't seen before because AAU basketball is a different type of basketball. Um, It's all branded. And so when you've got guys with the brand like Josh Green and Nico Mannion and you have the status that they have, Arizona is back on the map next year. We will be back in national championship consideration um, and plus, the team that will already be around them will be crazy good. Um, so I'm very excited for, for Arizona basketball coming up. Should be good.
0: Okay, awesome. So are you more – Are you? do you have any animosity toward – there's been some criticism of Sean Miller by, um, like, you know, more – it seems like the old-school, uh, long-term Wildcat fans that, you know, he's bringing in guys like DeAndre and yep. obviously like once-in-a-lifetime talent. Right. You know, these big names that just c- kind of come in. And then the one and dones right? And so now I, I feel like people have been so critical of that. He's kind of brought in some more like four four year guys, but right. now we're not wi- right. wi- winning as much. And right. now it's back uh, with uh, Mannion and Green right. to that um, one and done. Right? You know they're gonna be out of here. What? What are, you, are? Do you like that? Or what, what, so? What's your thought process?
1: So. You know, there's, there's, obviously there's two mindsets here. It's a short-term versus a long-term. And, you know, I, what I was just talking about in my show with the Phoenix Suns is I think they had different short-term versus long-term goals with their management and their coach and their whole team. And they end up finding their GM. So I think, you know, y- you need a balance. Y- you need a balance of your one-and-dones, of the aggressive. We're going to go out and get the number one player. We're going to go out and get Zeon Williamson, you know, for this year, like Duke. You know, we're going to go out and get the one, two, and three guys that are going to be one and done, but we are going to go for the championship. Um, I think you need a balance of that in your four years because if you go all one and done, you're not going to build your credibility up for the next year. But if you just have your four-year players, you're not going to have that really short-term immediate shot to win. Um, So I think, end of the day, you have to play it by the type of year that it is, and you have to know the type of year that your school is. So I think for us now— you know, I, I think Brandon Williams, if we signed him in the beginning, he would have been the one and done. If the scandal didn't happen, he would have been one and done. But because that came up and he still stuck with Arizona, I think – what was his name? Stanley Stanley Johnson told him that he should really come to Arizona and that he should just go with his gut. And he ended up coming here, and I think he's going to be a really good player in Arizona. So, um, yeah, I think that the one and done – it's good. Obviously, it's good for the NBA. You get the, the hottest talent on the market right away. Um, but I do understand of the true Arizona fans that have been Arizona fans mm-hmm. their entire life, and they just want the four years of Arizona basketball because we don't have pro sports in Tucson. Yeah. So I completely get the both sides, but I think you need to have an equal of both. So. Okay, awesome. Yep. So.
0: Um, moving forward with Arizona basketball, where do you uh, let's l- lay down some uh, postseason predictions for both this year and then after we have. Obviously, we don't know exactly the other tools we'll have with right. Mannion and Green, uh, but just to um, get get a base on what you're thinking, Sam, uh, wh- where do you think? Obviously. Years past, Sean Miller hasn't brought right. us exactly. We have where, expectations yeah, and he loses it, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, sad to um think about last year with yeah. Buffalo. Oh, <laughs> um, gosh. but re- realistically, yeah. you know, fan um, taken out of the equation. Where do you see Arizona in the postseason? Um, this year, and then uh, if any prediction comes for next year with Green and Manning,
1: so you know, I think that we're actually going to shock a lot of people this year. I think that, uh I think it's going to help us that we're not expected to win. I don't think we're expected to win the Pac 12, but I think that's good. And I think last year there was way too much on DeAndre Aiden and way too much on that Arizona team to win immediately in the short term. But I think now there's a lot less pressure off. They could probably play as a holistic team, not just through one player. Um, So I'll say, you know, for 2018, I think we can get to the Sweet Six, or yeah, I say we get to the Sweet 16. And I say in 2019, we can get to the Elite Eight. Um, But I think 2019 is obviously going to be depending on how we end in 2018. So we'll see going from there.
0: Okay, awesome. And just uh, one more question on uh, basketball, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, Like you mentioned um, earlier, Ira Lee was unfortunately arrested for that DUI earlier in the season. I would have seen him as a captain um, this, this season if it wasn't for that incident you Mm. know obviously still a lot of potential is disappointing he's still in college he's young um what kind of impact do you see him making out there on the court um this year and do you see a future in um you know nba with ira lee
1: so you know what with the coach that sean miller is i think sean miller is about second chances um and i was watching some press videos uh posted by the the wildcaster um and justin spears was recording um all the players on the Arizona team, and it, it, and when he went up to Ira Lee, it seemed like Ira knew his disciplinary actions that were coming, he knew what he did, obviously he was under a very hard family circumstance with his grandmother's death, um, and, or suicide actually, and that that's just it's very hard to cope with as a human being, um, so I think you need to kind of give him not slack. Obviously, it's not slack because you can't give him slack just because he's the basketball player. Um, Obviously, you have to discipline him at some point. But I do see that the Arizona still makes room for for him this year. I still think because I still think he could be a role player. Um, He's still practicing with the team. Uh, Sean Miller wanted to make it known that they just wanted to be an accepting environment for him. The best thing that they could be doing for Ira Lee was to make sure that He knows that he's welcome there still and that he is loved by that team. Um, And I think if you don't make it known, it just makes it worse for the guy. And he's probably going to want to do what he did again because he's young and he made a bad decision, and you just got to learn from it. So I think if you don't learn from it, yeah, there is no place. Obviously, if it happens again, then you just didn't learn. But if a mistake happens and you learn from it and you correct it, I say you give him another shot. We're human beings, so yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, Sam, it was a pleasure having you in the studio for the Camp Sports Arizona podcast. We really appreciate you um, coming in the studio, giving your insight, um, always uh, very insightful. So if you want to tune into Sam's normal show on 1570 AM or camp.arizona.edu, he's on at 4 p.m. uh, The Grand Slam. Yes. With Sam Singh. Um, So we'd love for you to um, tune into that as well. But thank you so much uh, for coming by, Sam, as always. Thank
1: you for having me.